This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, Vlord GTZ, and with me today, I have my usual co-host, Laser Kid. Yay! I'm here again. Yes, you are, somehow. We- we've got you out of, like, the Demon Slayer dungeon, just a podcast about this episode. Hey, I'm happy to record a podcast right now. Not, not, a much, not as much to talk about as I'd like in uh, other avenues. Unfortunately so. But luckily, there's always things to talk about in Demon Slayer. Yes, Demon Slayer has my back. Demon Slayer has all our backs. Though, I feel like it should sometimes protect its characters more from all these dangerous demons that they're encountering. They're protecting the demons from them, though. Hmm, I guess so. That's a good way of thinking about it. If they didn't protect the demons, Inosuke would just, like, you know, beat them all in, like, ten seconds and the show would be over. Rude. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that at all. I can literally just see Inosuke going, ah, ha, 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 I'm beating you all! And they're just like, oh, damn it, cat. Not this again. God, this guy again. God. But yeah, today we are talking about episode six of the Swordsmith Village arc, which is primarily focused on everyone's favorite character that brings a gun to a sword fight, Genya. Indeed. Quite an episode. I remember reading these chapters and, uh, oh man. Yeah, honestly, I, I got a bit emotional watching this. Just like, because it had been so long since I'd read this part of the manga that I was like, man, this this really hits hard. You really feel uh, bad for Genya's situation and the motivation behind him wanting to be a Hashira of all things, as we learn. Yeah, never thought I'd like this guy, but now I like this guy. Yeah, and I mean, even Tanjiro is uh, very friendly with him. Like, Tanjiro's, like, supporting him. Tanjiro's friendly with anyone who looks at him funny. That's true. Tanjiro tries to see the good in everyone, no matter how scummy they may look on the surface. Be a Tanjiro. Be a Tanjiro. See the good in people. But yeah, so... A lot of this episode is kind of focused on Genya, but also Genya and Tanjiro facing off against Hatengu. So at the end of the previous episode, we had seen like Tanjiro cut off the heads of several of the different emotional demons of Hatengu. But as we learned, they aren't dead yet because the main body of Hatengu is still alive. So not dead yet. Yes, the. They can't take down Hatengu that easily, unfortunately. And, like, so they have to go on a hunt for the main body of Hatengu, which has kind of become a mouse-sized, like, minion-type thing. I mean, he's just so tiny. He He's just kind of like, um, he, he got the uh, poison mushroom in Super Mario Brothers. Okay, that's that's actually a good analogy for it. <laughs> he literally took the mini mushroom. He took the mini mushroom, and now he's just like, Ha-ha! No one will see me ever! Oh no! I got smelled out by Tondro! Run away! I can walk on water now, and now I have a longer jump technically, even though I can't kill monsters. Yay! 
Did the mini mushroom ever do anything useful in Mario? I, I don't. I mean, it, there are certain areas where you, you had to have it to get to them. So I guess there's that. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Mini mushroom, you're not completely useless. Hooray! But yeah, so it's kind of really funny seeing all these intimidating versions of Hatengu that have been giving Tanjiro and everyone such a hard time. But the main body of Hatengu is now super tiny and it's still a total coward. Like, oh, absolutely. It's just running away and it's basically a cat chases a mouse situation where Genya is going after it and trying to catch it. And it's just like, it's such a amusing yet like really strange sequence that we're seeing honestly i want a fan edit uh put in with yakety sax and i would die a laugh <laughs> wait what laser uh yakety sax the uh the the oh my god that would be amazing i, I could i could hear it right now <laughs> but yeah so we have this kind of chase between Hatengu and Genya. Genya tries to cut down Hatengu, but fails. And then Genya gets in a situation where one of the emotional demons is about to basically kill Genya. And we go into this big flashback sequence that ends up being the majority of the episode. And I think it it's very interesting to see Genya's past depicted in this way. Because, like, it's not a traditional i guess like point a to point b type backstory you see like little bits and pieces of the past you get to understand the general idea of what he went through and then they show his perspective of a critical point between him and his older brother sanami who was the wind hashira that we saw ages ago who is totally also someone that we love very much. Oh, yes. Yeah, such a friendly guy. Such a such a oh, yeah. loving such person. Such a uh, wonderful sunshine and rainbows character. Yeah. But I mean, as we kind of learn from this flashback, like, Sonami kind of was a loving person. He was just trying to protect his family. Yeah, yeah. He was. Once upon a time. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's so tragic because like you see like, OK, Genya didn't have an easy life. His father was abusive and like his mother and his family were, were struggling in kind of poverty. Uh, but he and his brother had this bond that was pushing them forward, was keeping them alive. And then tragedy strikes one day, like Genya's other siblings will get slaughtered and then he finds his dead mother in front of Sonami, indicating that Sonami killed their mother. But as like, we realize here, it's like Sonami and Genya's mother had turned to a demon. And that demon is what killed Genya and Sonami's other siblings. And would have killed them. Yeah. Got some real Dio Brando moments here. Yeah. Just eat your own baby. Literally like, (laughs) like their mother in demon form just comes in and just like slashes through all the kids yep like it's so tragic seeing genya trying to like resuscitate them and like you know just by looking at them that they're already dead like there's no saving them but he's in he's in denial like he, he genya runs out of the house trying to find help even though like 
his siblings are already dead. It's already too late for them. It's so tragic. It really is. It's heartbreaking to see these characters just... I mean, you know who it reminds me of? Tanjiro and the Commodos and what happened to them. It's basically almost the same thing, except for, in that case, at least it wasn't their mom. Yeah, I mean, like, it has very similar parallels. I think the differentiating factor here is that it drifted these two siblings apart. Two siblings that were fighting adversity together yeah. are now isolated in a way. Like, they both ended up joining the Demon Slayer Corps, but it seems like Sonami wants nothing to do with Genya. He told Genya that he's too weak to be a Demon Slayer. So Genya's trying to, like, prove him wrong by becoming a Hashira so that he can talk to Sonami again. Yeah, that's really rough for the guy. It's just like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah, like, it's it's such a difficult situation. and like It really is. It, it recontextualizes why Genya acts the way he does, why he's on edge, why he acts so abrasive towards others. He's driven towards this goal, and he's lost all his support system around him. And he's he's troubled, and he doesn't know how to build new relationships with others because he lost them at such an early age. Yeah, it's really sad. It's just, man, this poor guy. And it just goes to show why there are demon slayers exist in this world at all, because this would happen over and over and over and probably as. Yeah. And it's it's kind of sad in a way that, like, it wasn't the demon slayers that came to their rescue. They had to finish off their mother on their own. Yeah. That's that's really nasty. Yeah. And, like, it does make you wonder how they got eventually recruited by the Demon Slayers themselves. But it's, like, also, like, it's shocking to see that they had the power to take down a demon. Or, I guess, Sonami specifically had the power to take down a demon. Well, I mean, he is a Hashira. Yeah, but even before all the Demon Slayer training, I guess he was just naturally gifted. I mean, what I meant is, it's clear he he uh, he got there from something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Hashira are all talented in their own ways. But yeah, how do you feel about this flashback laser? Uh, hits me right in the field, man. Just, ow. So sad. I remember when I first read this section in the manga, I instantly went from hating him to loving him. Instantly. It's just, how can you not? This guy's been through hell. And, I mean... At the end of the episode, he swallows that hell and just like, yeah, Tondra, go get him. God, just ow. <laughs> I think that's such a pivotal moment for Genya as well. Him not necessarily giving up on his goal, obviously, to like be powerful and be Ashura, but to understand that, okay, I have now a second chance of at life thanks to Tanjiro. And if Tanjiro can push us towards like a future where we're alive, he should be the one to take Helm here. He should be the one to take down a Tengu if I can't do it. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to the whole thing of, like, Tanjiro's, like, efforts at being a good person and helping the people around him 
have continued this chain of just positive impact to the people that he's around. Quote J-Mac, Tondro just casually changing lives. Yes, I, I was actually trying to think of those words, but yeah. <laughs> uh, he says it all the time around me, so it's just like, I gotta say it for him. He wanted to be here, he just didn't quite work out. Mm, we're, we're remembering you fondly, J-Mac. We, we, we love you, J-Mac. Yeah, I mean, like, at first I felt weird that we had, like, an entire episode dedicated to this flashback, but it, it kind of works. Well, and I love, absolutely love where it ends. Tondro attacking. We have no idea whether he hit or not. That's beautiful. They really have been killing it with the cliffhangers in these episodes. Oh, God. I If I didn't already know, this would be absolutely driving me crazy. Yeah, like the last one where it looks like, oh, Genya's going to attack Tondro, but it's really just him yelling at Tondro about how he wants to be a Hashira. And like, yep. <laughs> now this one, of course, where it's like they, they're keeping the anime only is on their toes. I, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Also, man, Genya takes some really big hits in this episode. Like he's full of holes. He's like a waffle. He has been thoroughly perforated. Yeah. Luckily, whatever his actual powers are seem to be keeping him alive. Apparently, what can only kill him is if he gets, like, hit in the head. It would seem that way. Swiss Genya, anybody? Swiss Genya. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I'll take some Swiss Genya. Can we get some, uh, I don't know, some sliced, uh, sliced Inosuke? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm also uh, particularly happy with, uh, just how well they portrayed uh, Genya and Tandra working together, because Immediately, Genya's just like, you are trying to outdo me as a Tantra. And Tantra's like, oh, you want to be Hashira? Cool, I'll support you. Because Tantra, would... what else would he possibly have said? Yeah, nah, he's uh, he's continuing to just be a good person to everyone around him. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else is there to say about this episode. I think like this was definitely a bit more low-key in some aspects compared to... Episodes four and five, because we didn't have like a big battle necessarily, but we got uh, pulled at the heartstrings. And I feel that's like just as impactful in a way. If if not more so. Yeah, nah, for sure. Laser, do, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Anything that uh made, made you tear up a little bit? Made you think? Um, Honestly, just the whole episode was really surprising with uh, just how much it was going to hit heavily. Um, everything was strong emotionally and everything nonstop emotional, just baggage coming at you from uh, Genya. And it's just like, dang. And then he just stands there and it's just like, you know what? Screw it. You got this. You do it. I'll uh, I'll become Swiss Genya. Yes. Your friendly neighborhood Swiss Genya. I mean, you go anywhere without him. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, he's the one with the gun. It's true. It's like, OK. You ha you're like the greatest swordsman ever. Guess what? Genya has a gun. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it, huh? Huh? He's going to shoot you. And it really does screw with the demons. I love that. They do not know what to do with it. They're like, wait, wait, what are you doing? No, stop. That's not okay. That's not okay. That's do not know how to handle him. Now imagine if he got two guns. Ooh, but you know what would be even better? What if he got a trigun? Yo, 
So are we saying Genya's a plant? Uh, he might be. He might be a plant. He might be out to get us. Hmm. Is he? But the question is: Is he? A, is he knives or Vash sympathizer? That's a good point. I, I have a feeling he'd be a Vash sympathizer. I think so too. Because I mean, uh, knives is kind of a genocidal maniac. So uh, uh, knives would fit long well with uh, Kizuki pretty well. Yeah, I, I think he'd get along just great with uh, Muzan until their egos had clashed. Anyway. Yeah, they, they'd probably have a cup of tea together or something. They'd be like, ah, yes, yes. We need to get rid of humanity. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, humanity sucks, doesn't it? Yes. Hmm. Oh, yes. I mean, Knives murdered an entire space colony. So, like... Yeah! It's hard to... It's hard to, like, give him any good values that Genya would side with. Uh, none. None whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I think Kenya would absolutely hate him, and uh, I don't blame him. Yeah, but yeah. I guess if um, that's all we have to say about this episode, we can wrap up here. I think overall, another very strong episode of Demon Slayer. We still have a little bit of the season to go. I believe six episodes, five episodes. Looks that way. We're we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Yeah, it's gonna be. Quite a ride. Oh, yeah. Buckle up, kiddos. But until next time, Laser, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. You can find me, as well as you, occasionally on the Toonami Faithful uh, podcast. And you can also find us both occasionally writing things when either of us are not uh, drowning in life. And uh, you can also find me on the Dumb Weebs podcast with you. Gasp, me? I know, you, you and me do a podcast. It's who, a thing. Who would have guessed that I would do a podcast with you? No, that would never happen. And it's also, not, it's not like I've ever guessed it on any of your other podcasts either, for that matter. Yeah, totally not. That, that, that never happens. Like, I've never been on Oversoul or anything. Yeah, nah, nah, totally not. It's all an illusion. Uh, it's just a complete fabrication. Mm. Yeah, definitely fall laser in all those places. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ, and I write various things for MangaMavericks.com as well as TonamiFaithful.com when I have time. So check out my writing over there. But as far as podcasts go, you can also check out the Dumbweebs podcast at Pod, as Laser mentioned. I also have a Shogakukan-focused podcast called Saturday Night Shoggy, which is on Twitter at SatNightShoggy. And then I have a Shaman King podcast called the Oversoul Shaman King podcast. And you can find that on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. So go check out the V-Lord podcast universe, as we call it. I memed it into existence. I'm sorry, and you're welcome. Yes, all everyone just blame Laser. It's all his fault. Usually, it, it really kind of is my fault. I'm not gonna lie. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at D Slayer Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tsunami Faithful website itself at TsunamiFaithful.com/slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is on basically every platform at this point: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbay, you name it, we're there. So just go look us up, listen to our episodes, give us a rating or review if you so choose to, and just enjoy our content. And if you want to get 
a little extra content, you can also join our Patreon over on patreon.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast Universe, where you can get a ton of cool stuff for as little as $1 a month, including access to our upcoming release schedule, early access to episodes, and bonus podcasts. So go join our growing Patreon family. And yeah, that about does it. So we will see you guys later.